What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 99 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. And we're back after a short hiatus. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my very busy, recently moved, in a new space co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I am muting my phone because it keeps on vibrating, but uh, no, <laughs> I am I, I am glad to be finally moved. It is one of the most exhausting processes of my life. Um, I love the house. I love the neighborhood. Homeownership has its ups and downs. And yes, I it this does. beautiful studio space now that I, I love it. it it looks great. I, I know you got a new camera. You you, yeah. we, you might have talked about it last time we did a podcast where you were trying to actually get it to work then and had some technical difficulties, but got it yeah. set up. Looks great. You sound great. That new space definitely helps with the audio as well. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm impressed. I, I If you knew the type of money I put into this space and into this house, uh, <laughs> I've had an ether guy. Like, I just... Uh, talk about like some of the personal touches I've done in the house with the move. I had this guy, uh, actually I want to shout him out, uh, Jeremiah. He runs this company in the New York, New Jersey area called Orozco Home Solutions. And so he's the one that's been going around mounting my TV and like he mounts it, he puts a breakout box in the wall. So all the wiring it hides in there. He puts like a, a plug in, like a power outlet in there as well. Uh, and he's been, he ran ethernet all through, um, the house, uh, from the attic to the first floor to the, uh, to the ground floor level. Um, nice clean job. Uh, one of my favorite things he did is in the family room. That's where he mounted the 77 inch OLED. And he, he, you know, like I have devices I want to hook up there with HDMIs. What I didn't realize you could do is like, you know how you have like ethernet jacks in the wall or like the power outlet um covers yeah. and things there's one that you can have that's just hdmis and so i could just plug my hdmi into that and it connects it like a 2.1 cable into another 2.1 and it just extends it and like that's awesome everything everything carries over vrr um uh, you know all the 120 hertz like no issues at all and so i can easily just move my stuff around uh that way um and so right now i'm on like the right side of my studio with my desk set up i have a long hdmi cable running to where the tv is going to go and so i could just move, have my you know use my pc there on that 48 inch oled um no issues at all it just, it's just nice it, it's exactly what i wanted and i'm so happy <laughs> it, it, you know just like i have this space i don't have to share it with a crib anymore yeah <laughs> and yeah. i can be as loud as i want no that's awesome definitely worth us yeah. not being on the air for two weeks was it two or three? Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, I, you know, was I'm it, just glad oh, to be back, man. Was it man. three? No, I think it was two. I think we were off air for two. I think it's been yeah. three weeks since we did it off air yeah. for two. Um, yeah. No, but it feels good. All right. Well, let's go ahead and actually go right into what we've been playing. Uh, here's the thing. We talked about this last time we were on here, is that this is the slow time of the year. Everything kind of got delayed out of this mm -hmm. time frame. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't been playing a ton. I, th that's not true i've been playing a ton i just haven't been playing a ton new right i'm still playing apex pretty much every day i i have been dabbling more in kirby and the forgotten lands i am actually like two, three hours in three and a half hours in i've faced two bosses right now i'm in like the third world if you want to call it that and that game's fine it's like pleasant it's, it's fine yeah yeah it, yeah it's a great it's, it's, I'll, I'll play that with my child game yeah yeah i don't think i charm. feel like it i feel like it got more praise than maybe it 
deserves. Uh, I don't know if that's just anecdotal with people I'm following on social media and stuff like that, yeah. but uh, it hasn't quite sunk its hooks into me. Uh, the one game I do want to talk about that surprisingly, actually, let's let's save it for last because that's the best game. Let's just start with what I did dabble in <laughs> since there's not much out. I have been playing on my phone a little bit more lately. I, there's a game that we're both been playing, which we'll talk about next. But let me start with uh, Dislight. I, I, Blah, I, you know what you know what Dislight is? Yeah, it's it's just a damn game that serves me ads everywhere I go. Uh, it, looks like, it looks like it wants to be Overwatch, but hip. Uh, it, the battling system kind of looks cool, like, but I can't tell if that's just an ad or if that's actual gameplay. <laughs> and it just seems like a big gotcha mess in my eyes. I mean, it is a big gotcha mess. Okay, so the thing to know is that this is by the same publishers, developers as well, maybe, uh, as AFK Arena. Okay. AFK Arena, I for whatever reason, is the one mobile game that I play, like, every day. I, like, lay in bed, I go through my daily quests, I do whatever responsibilities I have for the guild that I'm in, uh, in fear of being kicked out, because this guild does not play around. Like, if you don't contribute after three days, you get kicked out of it. And so, and that's a gotcha mess. Like, it is the most gotcha of gotchas. The one good thing about AFK Arena is that there is a plenty of opportunities to kind of accrue in-game currency. So as long as you're not impatient, uh, you can get through it without actually spending any money. And I, I don't know if it's because it's been out for a while, but they're constantly having events that just give you stuff so that you can get new characters. Dislight plays on that same formula for the most part. You are opening up, you know, card packs, essentially flipping, hoping to get duplicates of characters and new characters, leveling them up, going through missions. The gameplay is a little bit different than AFK Arena. So AFK Arena really is like, it's super passive, you know? Uh, I normally just have it set to auto battling because sitting there and just watching my players, the way AFK Arena works is you create a team of five characters. They attack on their own, do their basic attacks and, and any range attacks they might have. And then a meter fills up that's essentially their ultimate. And then you click on it, it goes off. So I'm sure there is some depth and strategy to like timing the ultimates. But I just pit it on auto. And then when they're ready, they go off. It seems to work fine. Yeah. Dislight is turn-based. So it is okay. like a turn-based RPG. You do create a team of five. And so that has been more engaging as far as combat is concerned. How I deep is that combat? Like, are we talking like... You can just attack your way through it without strategy, or is it like Persona esque, or like, hey, you actually gotta be smart with your turn based moves? So it has a very basic Pokemon style. This beats this. Like, essentially, imagine everything being three elements, four elements, mm -hmm. and some elements being stronger against others and, and weaker um, against others. And so there is a rock, paper, scissors aspect to it. There's also. Very much like a persona where there are, you do have, there are times where you're going to want to use your sport characters to heal or to debuff or to buff, right? So there is some depth there. At the end of the day, you probably could just like attack away. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because it's very similar to uh, Disney's Sorcerer's Arena, if you ever played that. So that was also kind of a turn-based RPG, except with Disney characters. They are essentially 
the same game with different aesthetics. This is going very much for a like fantasy techno future type vibe that and all the characters are based on I think the different gods of the pantheons, right? So like there's okay. an, an Anubis character, there's an Artemis character. Um and I think it's very very cool. There's also like this one mini game that's essentially a a rhythm game. It's a a tapping it's like DJ Hero for cell phones. And where you're actually like tapping on the beat but then also scratching the record back and forth. That is is also very very cool. The problem is that because this game is just launched, it it feels super super heavy on the gotcha mechanics and wanting you to spend money very in your face. And honestly, not the only mobile game that launched recently that is very in your face about it wanting to spend money, even though you don't necessarily have to. I still haven't gotten to the point where I feel like I need to spend money in this game. I'm also just not playing it all that often. It is one of those things where I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm bored, and I'm like, oh yeah, I could try out this light. I I will say, though, that this light led me to download... Led me to download, oh, Disney Sorcerer's Arena, which I mentioned earlier. Okay. And that is still very much, I, I mean, these games are so, these gotcha games are out of control. I actually think yeah. AFK Arena is like the best one of these, but uh, they are just so aggressive and it does feel like such a slog. And this brings me to my next game with, with that I've been playing is Diablo Immortals. I like this one kind of. <laughs> yes, I like this one kind of too. I honestly think that the touchscreen controls work really well for this type of game. I normally don't like touchscreen, but I've been totally fine uh, using touchscreen. Uh, uh, controller support is in there. That works really good as well. I've played with an Xbox controller and then I, I went and bought a, uh, it's called like a GameSir X2 or something like that which essentially makes my phone a Switch. I had mm-hmm. that Razer one, but I, when I upgraded oh. to Galaxy S22 Ultra, it doesn't fit in there anymore. Uh, and then, of course, I buy this one, which was much more affordable, and it's Bluetooth connected. But I, I buy this one. With it? I haven't had any yet, but also, I don't know if Diablo Immortal was the type of game where that would impact and we would really feel it. I haven't tried it out with any of the shooters yet, like uh, Apex Legends Mobile, because still to this day, I complained about this last time, there's no invert option. And so I can't play that. I just can't play that game. Uh, maybe I'll re-download Call of Duty Mobile and test it out there. But it works perfectly fine with Diablo Immortals. I find it to be actually like a very comfortable controller. Um, and like I was saying, of course, the moment I, I buy it, I think it was today, Razer announced their version 2 of the, the model I had, which fits Kishi? bigger phones now. Yeah. And so... What, oh, so I, what I do you... I mean... This. Let's let's it's it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just like I said, it's bigger phones, and they've made some improvements, um, and made some extra like uh, buttons that you can macro commands on. I it's Diablo. It is. It's it's it's, it's Diablo yeah. on a phone. I I they even got I, I think it's, <laughs> Yes, I think it's I think it's great. Like it's a it's the perfect like time waster. I go in there. Sometimes I play for fifteen minutes. Sometimes I play for an hour. Right, I, I and, like that uh, their sign in bonus thing is it, it's not, not sign in. It's kill your first monster for the yes, day. Yes, first kill <laughs> of the day. Yep. Yeah. And um, so, but 
oh boy, is it aggressive and it's trying to get me to spend money. And I, you cannot, you, you cannot do you. anything in that game without being bombarded with spend money. Like, it, this was my experience. I fired up Diablo Immortal and I was like, wow, mm. this is just like Diablo 3 on my like phone. Yep. Like, that's the best way. Like, it's like, it's nice single player. You're working really through this tutorial. It's tutorial yep. like a good chunk. You're like, wow, this, is, this thing keeps going. Like, you're 30, 40 minutes into it. As mm -hmm. soon as you finish that tutorial intro campaign, you get a splash screen for like, hey, welcome to the battle pass. Like, there's an there's a battle pass. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like, the game just, like, freezes for a second and all these other players load right in like you like just yeah. populated into an mmo server and then yep. like you have 20 more menus you have pop-ups firing off you're getting introduced to like a quest line that brings you through like all the different currencies all the different things you can do and upgrade and it's i think you said it best like you don't really need to pay anything uh to enjoy this game like right if you honestly my experience so far is if you just want to play this game for its campaign you could do that just fine without um spending a single dollar i think it's where it gets into the end game stuff which like i don't personally care for uh where you see a lot of that monetization stuff come around there's that one article or i think one youtuber put out a video like it costs like a hundred thousand dollars to max out yeah your but, but then i'm just like i'm like it's, that's super misleading it's one, it's one youtuber saying this and then on yeah. top of that it's everyone just reiterating that fact and like i i'm actually curious if that ends up being the truth uh down the road but yeah it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like there's a solid game there you can still enjoy yeah. it um it's yes. it's wild because if they had just released this game as a 30 dollar game on mm -hmm. mobile i probably would have just bought it like if yeah. they just stripped all the free to play stuff out of it and just charged thirty dollars, I'm sure they have some number cruncher somewhere that say, "Well, we're gonna make more money doing it this way." Uh, but I'm not gonna put any money into this game at all, mostly because of just how aggressive they are. You know, I bought the battle pass. Oh, you bought the battle pass. Of course I bought the battle pass. I just <laughs> like you are a hundred percent part of the problem. Well. Yeah, no, I am. I, I I've been I've been enjoying my time with it. Like I've you, like you said, you fire it up, you do the quest line. There's a really great waypoint system. There, like there's a lot of stuff in there. A um, really great waypoint system. Yeah, really great waypoint yes. system. There's a lot of stuff in there that like they spent time thinking it through. Like it easily could have launched with a, a lot missing a lot of these features, but it didn't. Yeah. And it definitely makes the quality of play a lot better, especially on mobile. Uh, I've been playing it on my iPad mini. Uh, I find yeah. the Pro Max, uh, iPhone Pro Max 11 screen to be, it's fine. You can play off of it, but the iPad mini for just, it feels great. It runs great. Like definitely go into the settings, bump it up to 60 frames per second. Uh, it, it runs really well. Uh, you, I, you, I created a you, monk and just comboing the moves has just been so much fun. Yeah, I always play Demon Hunter and, and Diablo, or at least the last couple. I, you know what it reminds me of? When you're in the middle of the game, especially that tutorial section, like when you're, when it's still clean and it's just Diablo, it, the, and then when you transition to it being like, here, here, buy, spend money, spend money, spend money. Yeah. It reminds me of in Ready Player One, like the Oasis and then the Oasis 2.0, right? That, and, and how filled with ads and, and, can't walk anywhere without yeah. being bombarded with it like that's what it feels like and it's kind of a bummer because i do think it's a, a really good diablo experience 
Uh, it also feels like it's also kind of a bummer because I wonder if down the road, it's going to do one of two things, right? Getting this and seeing how good it is, but flawed, maybe that creates more anticipation and, and a greater hunger for Diablo 4. Or maybe it turns off the people that would buy Diablo 4 to Diablo as, as a franchise. Because the yeah. reality is, is that this, they are, you're going to get some Diablo hardcore people to play Immortal, but they're, it, this is very clearly targeting a different market. Yeah. And then, and like, for, like Diablo 4 will have monetization of some sort. It just, I, it just yeah, comes I'm down sure. to, like, wh what does that look like? Uh, yeah. I know this is a free mobile game, and I think that's the part that's kind of crazy. It's free, and it's yeah. very well done. Like, it took them years to put this out. Uh, and so I do, like, I, I get it on one hand, but also it does seem really in your face all at once about it. Like, you can't get legendary, um, what do they call them? Crests. They have these things called Eternal Rifts, and you can use uh, these crests you get through playing the game uh, to unlock gear, like rear gear, but the legendary crests get you legendary gear. But there's no way to earn legendary crests without spending money. And so, you know, if you pay for these things, you'll get better gear faster um, that way. And so that's the part that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Uh, but like I said, I'm only here to just play through it. I'm not, I'm not trying to do any end game stuff yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens in a few weeks whenever I get get to the end. Um, but you know, overall, fairly good time. The rifts with other random players have been fun to do. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of cool seeing different colored enemies pop up. You know, experience. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the chest being first come first serve. <laughs> in some of the dungeons in overworld map uh you know you see something but there's another player just closer by gets there first and they get the yeah. drops but uh, you know it, it, i i think it's one of the most impressive games i played it's perfect for uh pick up and play even like when you back out of the game and say you get a phone call or something and you go back in like it, it saved pretty much where you left off which is yeah. pretty impressive yeah i i do see it being one of those games that like right now i'm taking it slow for the yeah. most part and i do see it being one of those games that yeah i pop in every other day or whenever i'm out and about and i have 15 20 minutes to to kill uh i'm i am i am enjoying it so far now the other game that i've been playing that kind of came out of nowhere is evil dead the yeah. game so it's no surprise that i love the horror genre and i'm a big fan of asynchronous multiplayer games right i've played uh friday the 13th i've played dead by daylight which i think you know was the best of those uh before this came out and i also tried hood outlaws and legends whatever that was called mm -hmm. and uh this is one of those right it's um asymmetrical sorry not asynchronous asymmetrical multiplayer where Four people are playing survivors and their characters from the Evil Dead franchise. That includes Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and Ash versus the Evil Dead. So you are getting some newer characters in there. You're getting old Ash and and basically each... And it's there's four different classes. Now, the other side of this is the Kandarian Kandar uh, Demon, right? So you pick... A demon type again they're broken into kind of like these three different classes they have different abilities 
and you are summoning you're 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 kind of floating around and then summoning portals to bring in demons you're setting traps and then uh occasionally when you if you put a point into it and you get enough energy i should say over time you are getting stronger you're like terror level i believe is what it's called is going up and that allows you to spend points in different abilities as a demon same thing as your survivors you're going around you open up these crates you're getting different rarity weapons melee and uh and uh, guns and range weapons and inside are also these vials that again give you these points that you can put into different attributes and, and perks that you might have as a character this game is like the perfect blend of what was good in friday the 13th and what was good in dead by daylight and it also as a survivor makes you feel like you're not mm, useless hopeless? right okay yeah. hopeless, hopeless is probably the better word right is that you can you can get a legendary weapon and get leveled up and if you're playing together as a squad you can feel super strong same thing for the demon i think when you're starting out you're getting used to it it's a it's a little bit rough because the controls are like really floaty when you're in the demon form because it's first person and you're just kind of i mean you're floating around right so you're just kind of zipping around it's really fast you get the hang of it eventually i got a little motion sickness at first but actually right there if you're watching the live stream you, you saw anytime you see what looks like a specter vision where you're like floating around that's what it's like uh in the game and so Every match is set up the same way. The survivors are first trying to find three different map pieces scattered across the map, and it tells you what location they're in. So then you run over to that location, and then you go inside uh, the different buildings trying to find the map piece. Once you find the, the three map pieces, you have to ap activate the map and then activate the Kandarian Dagger, and then you have to go and find um, these terrors. And, that's, and then once you defeat those with the dagger that you've acquired, you then have to defend the the book, the Necronomicon, from being destroyed. It's much simpler than I, I think. That's a lot of information. It's much simpler when and in practice, and so the whole game is this kind of like cat and mouse. As a demon, you don't know where the survivors are in the beginning, so you're placing traps as you go across the map, trying to find the different uh, find the survivors. As the survivors run into traps and run into demons that are already placed on the map, their terror level goes up. And if their terror level gets above a certain level, you're able to then see them on the map. Now, there are things that characters can do to manage their terror level, as well as manage their health, as well as manage shield, and different characters have different abilities. And you gain in-game currency after every match based on how well you did. And then you can then use that to level up one character or one demon and make them stronger through passives. Okay. It is insane how much fun I'm having. First off, it seems less janky than most of these games when they launch. It still I is, <laughs> it still, it still yeah. does feel like budget, but I think when you're watching a video, some of the combat and stuff kind of looks stiff. It, it, it doesn't feel stiff when you're playing it, actually. I, I I was yeah that was gonna be one of my first questions because I think with yeah. a lot of these survival games uh, that come out, uh, one of the major complaints at launch is like the net, there's network issues, there's multiplayer issues, uh, connectivity, and sometimes it's just buggy as hell. Um, and so I'm guessing by the sounds of things, this seems like it's working pretty well. Out, I out mean, of the box. It, it's like I said, 
surprisingly smooth. I haven't had any real network issues outside of like, you know, uh, one of the survivors or one of the killers just not connecting. Now, I don't know if there's a network issue or them just like quitting right before yeah. they, they get in. Uh, but once it's up and running, I haven't seen frame rate drops or anything like that. It looks good it's, too. It, it's, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm shocked at how much I enjoy this game. I will say that the first time I played it, a couple of my buddies got it as soon as it launched. They were hyping it up and telling me like, no, this is, this is like the best of these types of games. Uh, come and play it. Come and play it. I played my first match, got absolutely destroyed by a demon who knew what they were doing. <laughs> And felt like I got sold a bad bill of goods. Yeah. Uh, stuck with it. And now, I mean, I, I love it. We, we continue to move it into the rotation almost every night. And then the other night for the first time, we had actually five of us on who all have it. So we did a custom match uh, where we took turns playing as a demon and, and survivor. And I will say that uh, the one thing that it does that is really nice is that in a custom match, you can still gain that in-game currency. Now, you don't gain nearly as much. I think you gain like 10% of what you would normally gain. Um, but it's still nice to get something. Most of these games, when you play custom matches, you get nothing for it. Yeah. And that makes it feel like, why even bother? Um, but yeah, I am very, very high on this game, especially considering that it's a $40 game. And... I, I, I hope this finds a, a player base and they continue to support it. I will say, though, that there are, is some single-player missions mm -hmm. that you have to do to unlock new characters, and those are awful. They are, like, they are so, so frustrating. I was going to ask, what's, what's the tutorial on the single-player? The, single the, the tutorial is very good. The single-player is you are running around the map completing these objectives, and they're different. The problem is, is that the, I think the first two missions were fine. The third one was like time-based and it also had an enemy that just absorbed so much damage. It almost feels like a... Like they took too much from roguelites where you are trying to learn the perfect route and run to actually get through it. And the only experience you get though between it is that of knowledge, right? It's like now you yeah. know, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this. The other thing that's kind of a bummer is you get all these great characters with different abilities that you can play as in the multiplayer, but in the single player, you're limited to the characters that they've chosen for you for that scenario. So like the first three missions, you're just playing as Ash. And I find him to be, at least so far, like the least, all, all his different iterations for me have been the least interesting uh, for those classes. And there is an Ash in every single class. Okay. Um, do the characters themselves differ? Or is it just the class? Is it just the class you choose, or is it yeah, class so, per character? No, so yeah, so there's uh, there's four classes. There's the leader class, the warrior class. So the leader class has an aura around them that that provides a buff to all the players as long as they're close by. The warrior classes are what you would consider your tank and your melee characters. Yeah. The hunters are your range characters. They're they're your damage dealers, and then there's support class, which they support right whether it be through healing amulets stuff like that amulets give you shield um in each class there are multiple characters with different abilities and different passives and stuff like that and so there is like a good amount of variety to this which i think is why i think this game is so good dead by daylight's great gets the licenses that you want in there um i think that it you know it is very much the more you play that game the better you get at it 
you are getting perks in that as well, but it doesn't seem as like the progression doesn't seem as consistent and as fulfilling or rewarding as it does in this game. Also, the fact that you feel absolutely helpless and dead by daylight for the most part as a survivor, yeah. whereas in this, like you're fighting back, like you are aggressive on both ends of the field as a demon, as a survivor, you are aggressive. And it, I, I just, I think it's really, really well done. Um, I think there might be some balance issues with some of the characters still. Uh, but so far, I, I am really, really enjoying it. Have they mentioned anything about like a roadmap or like a... Yeah, they've future? already... Yeah, so uh, I think they've already talked about new single player missions, which means new characters, because um, that's how you unlock... Like I said, that's how you unlock some of the characters. They... I don't know if they've talked about any new demons coming uh, or a new map. But I, so I don't know if there's a full roadmap out there. I haven't gone looking, um, but I do know that they've already talked about new characters coming and stuff like that. Okay. So like yeah, we've, we're getting we're getting another one of these in the form of that Ghostbusters game coming out in oh, the yeah. not too near future um, or not too far future, I believe. And so, I mean, we'll see how that is. But so far, this might be my favorite of these types of game. Uh, how much was this? Forty dollars. Okay, that's that doesn't sound bad at all. No. Nice. I mm, I would love to check this out. I just know I don't have the time for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also wouldn't be surprised yeah. if this somewhere down the road ends up being like on Game Pass or or PlayStation Plus or yeah. I, and it has like, full full cross the cross support and cross play. Ooh, that's nice. Um, with with PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. That's the that Switch. Mm-hmm. It's out on the Switch? Ooh. Yes, it is. That's interesting. Yeah, I love seeing the Switch icon when I'm playing as the demon pop up. Because <laughs> you know they're not going to be able to yep. aim for shit. Yep. I'm like, I got to find them. I got to take them out of the game right away. Make it a three-on-one. Uh, but that wraps up what I've been playing. Uh, you know, outside of new stuff. Obviously, the the games that I've been playing, I continue to play. <laughs> Smite's always going to be there. Apex always going to be there. Uh, what about you? I see you have one more game on here. Yeah, um, you remember me being hyped for Mario Strikers Battle League? Yeah. I don't think I have ever bounced off a game so fast. Is that uh, game out or was it just like an open network test? So, so uh, there was an open beta network testing they did. I got my hands yeah. on the final version uh, of this game. Um, yeah, Mario Strikers, it's a 3v3 soccer um and there's not much more to it um the single player there is none it's like there's think mario kart there's cup there's cups you can play through against the computer um and you get to choose your um mario character of choice uh or or, or, or is it 4v4 i think it's 4v4 my bad it's 4v4 mm -hmm. you choose your mario team of choice each one ha each character has their own techniques and stuff and you get unlocked gear for them by like winning cups and the matches are around four minutes the game as a, for if you're just playing by yourself there's not much to it like i said there's like there's six cups five which what? are available what what is going on with nintendo and their sports beloved games sports games like it's 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 like, it, and maybe maybe these games aren't for me anymore, but, like, I think I realized this right after uh, the tennis one and golf. And golf, or, yeah. Like, at least golf tried. 
with its uh, yeah. adventure mode. Like there was something there to work through. But with this, yeah. there, there, it's just cups. It's like you play a match, you choose the stadium. It's not like, it's not like each cup has a specific stadium. You go up against a CPU in uh in a tournament bracket, which is like you get you get two lives. You can lose once, but if you lose twice, you're out. Uh, it, you play three matches, all and you win the cup at the end. And you get four hundred coins, which you can then use to buy gear. The gameplay is great. Like there's depth to it. It, it is um there's some complexity like if you really want to get good um if you really want to play mario strikers competitively this game is probably for you if you just want something casual i would say wait for a price drop because i played through two cups and by the time i was through the first match in the second cup i was like i've seen everything i need to with this game uh because there's not much more <laughs> there's uh there's local play there's cups and then there is online clubs that you can do and that's it uh i i'll play this with my nephew and niece this weekend uh i i think we'll have fun but yeah I, i'm just really let down i yeah i'm i'm really let down um there's and so there's like items that will be thrown in by the audience uh, that are just watching the game. You can use them. There's like the red shells, the green shells, uh, bananas, bombs, uh, the Mario star that make you invincible. There's also kind of like Smash Brothers where like the Smash Ball appears. There's like this hyper shot where if you pick up, your team can do a charge shot and it turns into ability to you know, make a hyper shot. And the hyper shot gets you two points, but you have to like, when you activate it, you have to like hit A within like this meter bar and like the blue spot twice, but you can be tackled during it and uh, lose it. So that there's some neat there's some neat mechanics there, but when you're just playing against the computer, there's not there's not really much to it. Yeah, and then, and then the hyper shot has its animation that you can't skip, so it's like a twenty second animation you have to sit through every time. Uh, Every time a goal is scored, there's replays. You can skip them, but it's just like, is there an option to turn off these replays? Like, I, I'd rather not sit here and have to skip or have them load every time. Nope, there's nothing. And so it, it I just want to play soccer, and it just feels like I'm. it's dragging me in through all this. Uh, I mean, I'll definitely check out the online for it this weekend uh, once it releases. But from a single-player perspective and local play, it's all right. I would say wait wait on the sale if you're really excited for more Mario Strikers, but this was this was not it. That is that is a bummer, man. Yeah. I uh I, I was really I don't uh, it I don't, plays great. I don't know like, how they yeah. yeah. But the performance is fine. I played I played a lot of it in handheld. It it was fine. Uh yeah. no issues there. But yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Like Flesh out, like make a fun campaign out of it. Like at least the, t the tennis one had a, a did, did a great job. Then golf kind of just like I don't know what the, uh, the golf one was one. bad. It was yeah. bad. Like at least they tried at the end. Of yeah, the day, I guess. But it, it what didn't feel it lacked the, it lacked heart in the golf one and this one there was nothing. I'm hoping that uh, I don't know. Real bummer. I'm hoping they could update it down the road with something, but I I don't know. They, I they wouldn't been at launch. Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and uh, hop into the news. Now, obviously, we missed two weeks. We're not going to recap past two yeah. weeks. I, I, I thought about it. <laughs> I know. I thought about it, too. I was just like, yeah, 
Um, let's kick it off with uh, we're even though we are in a drought, we are going to be getting into a lot of news in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Summer Game Fest and you know they titled it's not E3 2022 schedule. So kicking off tomorrow at the time of this recording is the Summer Game Fest at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, where Jeff Keighley and friends will be uh, doing announcements and games. Uh, we have some that are, are games that are already confirmed to appear at Summer Game Fest live stream, which are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Gotham Knights, Cuphead Delicious Last Course, and the Callisto Protocol. The show is expected to run between 90 minutes to two hours, and will feature a couple of new game announcements and some surprises. We also have Day of the Devs that day, SGF Edition Showcase. We have uh, Devolver Direct 2022, which is at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then Friday, June 10th, we have the IGN Expo, 9 a.m., 12 p.m. Eastern. Netflix Geek Week Game Showcase, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to stick with Eastern because that's what we deal with. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, June 11th, Gorilla Collective. Gorilla Collective is actually one of those surprising ones where I uh, have enjoyed in the in the past couple of years. Now, they show much smaller uh, indie games, but uh, confirmed for the show already are uh, Boundary, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, The Cub, WrestleQuest, and dozens more. I, I This is one of those streams that I think flies on the radar that I've enjoyed a lot in yeah. the past. And that I, is Saturday at 11 a.m. Yeah, I I might tune in for this just to check out more Team and T-Shirt Shredder's Revenge. I know Christian was high on it after PAX East. And plus there was that news story that if you pre-order the or you buy the physical edition, it comes with a book it uh, or like a personal uh, pan pizza for a pizza hut uh, coupon. That's which awesome. Is like, which is like a nice throwback to the old Team yeah. NT days at the arcade. Yeah. Uh, Wholesome Games Direct is at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Future Game Show is at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then the big one, at least for us, is coming Sunday, June 12th, 1 p.m. Eastern, Xbox and Bethesda's Game Showcase. Which, We're what, live streaming this? I, I have to. So here's the thing. I have to see what time I'm having somebody over because After, I... Totally. <laughs> Uh, well, I yeah, I got to see because I am building. I, I don't know if I talk about it on podcast or if it's just been pre-show stuff, but I'm building a board game table and we're doing it Sunday. And so uh, I got to check. I will let you know and we'll figure it out. I think okay. if I don't do it, you should just hop on and watch it anyway and, yeah. and go ahead and, uh, and 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 live react to it. And then I'll see if I could pop in. But uh, yeah, that one obviously is the one we're most excited about. And it kind of stings that we don't have like that we don't have proper E3 anymore, right? We're not getting a full weekend of yeah. Xbox, EA, Ubisoft. Sony already did know, their thing. Sony already did their thing. I'm sure Sony will have another thing, but probably at the Later, end of June, September, July, I'm guessing. August, September. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we have PC Gaming Show at 3.30, Gorilla Collective 3.5 at 4 p.m., uh, Capcom Showcase at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm excited for that. Uh, and that's Monday, sorry. That's Monday, June 13th. Yeah. And then uh, Tuesday, June 14th, Xbox has their extended games showcase at 1 p.m. Eastern. So uh, um, I'm, I'm super excited. I love this time of year. I yeah. love all these announcements. Uh, obviously, the biggest one, the one I'm most excited for is the Xbox One. But that's just because that seems like well, and the kickoff. The kickoff yeah. seems like it's it's fairly big. And the closest thing we're going to get to, like, you know, uh, the equivalent of the video game awards. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then after that, it is the Microsoft one because it's just the biggest one, right? Yeah. 
Uh, rumor has it Nintendo's doing their thing on Wednesday, June 15th. Um, okay. Apparently some... Uh, one of the games that will be day and date release sent out uh, a pre- you know sent out an email with no NDA or no embargo of any kind stating that like hey you know this is coming out this day during it'll be announced during this and people are like oh well that <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody Nintendo hasn't said anything official yet so yeah that's just a rumor going around so hopefully we'll see what Nintendo has and. Uh, Maybe Silk Song will finally grace us. Um, next bit of news: Modern Warfare Two Worldwide Reveal set for June eighth, which was today. Uh, I actually watched. Oh, I... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. I actually uh, watched that trailer. It looks cool. I mean, it yeah. looks like uh, what you would expect from Modern Warfare. Uh, I just actually. I don't if know, man. The, one, the later story on this one, because I think I as I went through this, I, I it was it was going oh, to be revealed. I see. Yes. And then, All right. So here we go. Yeah. Reveal the new Call of Duty trailer, uh, and then Modern Warfare Two will also bring Call of Duty back to Steam, taking it off of uh, what is it? Battle.net is is what, what the launcher it used yeah. on PC. The smart. Um, now, Modern Warfare Two will also be the first Call of Duty game built on the series' new engine which will run its games going forward. Now, part of the reason they do, they're they doing this is because of all the troubles they've had with Warzone, adding content to that. And they've even come out and said, like, hey, Warzone was not meant to be iterated on. It was supposed to just be a one-off to go with this game the same way that Blackout was. And it just blew up and got so big that it necessitated them continuing it and keeping it around. So now we are also going to get Warzone 2, and that will run on the new engine, which is... My understanding is that it's much more uh, malleable, and so that yeah. they can continue to add content to it. It sounds like with every content. season of Warzone, that game just breaks. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yep. even further. All right, next bit of news: Dragon Age Deadwolf, uh, Dreadwolf is the next Dragon Age game. So Bioware announced that its next uh, Dragon Age will be titled Dragon Age Dreadwolf. I. I'm going to be honest with you. I am just not a Dragon Age fan. When it comes to like Bioware RPGs, I'm very much firmly in the Mass Effect camp. Yeah, I've tried to play Origins and I pl- tried to play Two. Right, that was it was Origins and then they just called Second two. One Two. Yeah. Um, and just neither of them clicked with me. I know that's blasphemous th- for some I think people. Inquisition but- is the one where everyone raves about. Mm. So that that might be the one you want to go back and check out if you got 80 hours. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If, I see that's the thing is I don't even know if Dreadwolf means anything to anybody, right? Like, if you okay. played Inquisition well, and the DLC uh, followed uh, Dreadwolf <sighs> sets up on the characters that kind of... Maybe maybe uh, this will be the one. Point. I don't know. Maybe this will be the one that gets me. Um, I don't know. You excited for this? I I'm more excited to see Bioware reveal something because they've just mm. been in this very weird funk after Andromeda of like, um, like you heard those stories come out after Andromeda, uh, and even uh, Dragon Age Inquisition of just like this tech just 
you know, like the engine they were using at the time was not meant to do what, what they were yeah. doing. They're lucky with Dragon Age. Andromeda was just a mess from the beginning. And like, I, I just hope they're back on track. I hope we see that Bioware of old, um, you know, they're just hitting what they need to hit and delivering, you know, the stories and games we expect. Um, all right, when we go into our, our next story, let's actually hop ahead to one of our later on stories, actually the last story we have on here. And let's talk okay. about that PlayStation State of Play. Uh, this was showcased on... Oh, yes. Uh, last... Well, what day was this? Thursday? Yeah. Yes? June yes. 2nd? Was that Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last Thursday. Um, so I did, was unable to watch this live as it happened. Uh, went back and saw everything afterwards. So... Let's just go through some of the announcements then we'll t- quickly and then we'll talk about yeah, it. Afterwards. This will be out of order. We're just going off the Polygon article here. Yeah. So they showed off Roller Drome, uh, Eternites, Resident Eternites. Evil Village is getting VR support for PlayStation VR 2, Street Fighter 6 confirmed for 2023, Final Fantasy 16 coming summer 2023. We're going to talk about that. I'm just going to say it right now. I could not care less. I watched that trailer and that trailer was just like, Amazing. This does nothing it for me. Does zero, zero Bob for me. Has no I, heart. <laughs> it's this. I I do not get how you guys. Don't get me wrong. The combat looks like it. It, it could be fun. It, it very much looks like they are going with that like fifteen slash remake. Uh, active combat, which which was fun. It did feel good in 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 remake. But I just I I I can't with their nonsense anymore. I do not think that their nonsense is good nonsense. I think their nonsense, nonsense is is I no, think their nonsense so, is terrible, terrible nonsense. I think the so, idea. I, I also am not. I get it. I think part of it is also like, it, it seems to be focused around what are they're normally what summons in in yeah. past games and stuff like that. Like I just I, icons. Yeah. I I do not. I do not care. It's, I know we're gonna talk. Good. Let's talk about it now. Let's just talk about it now because you want to get. I know you want to get it off your chest. I saw that you were very very hyped. I can't remember what the tweet was, but it was something like you could die happy and. uh yeah. I, 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 at this point, like I said, you tweeted it out live, I think, as it was going on. Mm-hmm. I went and saw it after. I felt, I was like, I have to, because, you know. Yeah. And so this was the first trailer I went and watched. And, oh boy, am I just not in. <laughs> like, here's the thing. After, after Final Fantasy twelve, like, mm-hmm. the series just went downhill fast. Because, like, thirteen just took forever to come out. And... Mm-hmm. It, even then it was like the reception was very mixed like people were like god play 60 hours and then the game gets really good and a lot of people were like and like the story and the dialogue in that game just drove me nuts uh 14 it launched as an mmo and was a mess and then that got fixed and yeah launched. redeemed itself yeah i mean that's a good itself. story and then 15 launched as half a game like 15 mm. they had a great story and cool combat but it was just a mess and just to see it had, it had 16, cool combat yeah, it really did have good combat. Uh, I don't think I'm going to sign off on it. It had a great story. Um, I think, that ending is so dumb. I love the ending for 15. Like, it's oh, man. so dumb. Oh, it's I, I, so... I, okay, I'll say this. It had a great villain, in my opinion. Fine. I, 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 liked, I, I really liked Arden. Um, but, like, I think seeing 16, seeing the team that is behind it, like, uh, which is just, like, legendary rock stars from, like, action adventure to the writing to like mm-hmm. uh, 
amongst like the series of revival in 14 like what everyone talks about like the everyone that's made ff14 the great story and world and everything about it these are those these these are those producers those directors coming in and making ff16 and like it looks good it looks great there actually seems to be a sensible story here sensible air quote like <laughs> like but like it it looks greater than life it, it's pushing like graphically you know what i would want from a final fantasy because final fantasy was sure. like the blockbuster big title that always looked good and absolutely crazy um sure. so it, it, you know it's just seeing I, I maybe it's nostalgia at the end of the day of just seeing square firing off and final fantasy being like the king of rpgs again um it, it just i i just want to play it like you know, it was like Kingdom Hearts 3. People are excited for it. I, I don't want a Kingdom Hearts 3 scenario where, right. like, I just want a good story out of Square again. And it's been a long time. All so. right. Anyway, uh, they showed off Stray and it got a July release date. And they announced that. that Insomniac Spider-Man and Miles Morales are coming to PC. Oh, and Miles Morales? Yes. I did not see that part. Uh. The Clissa Protocol that got showed off and coming in December. And my understanding also is that the Clissa Protocol was originally set in the PUBG universe, but the uh, creator has no come longer. out and said that it's no longer yeah. set in the PUBG universe. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, which is that PSVR 2 launch title, uh, was shown off a little bit. And then Resident Evil 4 Remake was announced and is coming in March 2023. Now, this for me was a highlight of this whole presentation, actually. I think Capcom has been absolutely killing it as far as their remakes are concerned. And uh, I, I, the little bit that I, I, I watched of this, I, I think it looks great. I love the engine they've been using. Mm-hmm. I love, um, I've never played all the way through Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy, look, geez, Resident Evil 4. Uh, I, I started it on VR. I need to get back to it at some point. Wow, and, I never uh, knew that. <laughs> Maybe you mentioned it and I've forgotten. I definitely but... mentioned it, yeah. yeah. I've never... So, it, uh, it, it, it I, is like my, the yeah. only game in my no. history where I was like, from beginning to end, it was a perfect game. This was back so, on GameCube. My first Resident Evil game... You have to remember something, that yeah. I wasn't a uh, PlayStation kid growing up, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that's where that franchise lived. And so my first Resident Evil was Resident Evil 5 on 360. And that was the one that also had that like co-op. I don't know if the whole campaign was co-op, but it had that co-op mercenaries mode. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was like my first exposure. And it was fine. I actually think I actually think five is 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 good. I think it's a bad rap. But yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it starts off really slow, which I think is part of its problem. But uh and it ends so dumb. It starts <laughs> off slow, ends real dumb. But, At least you get a good uh, joke so, out of it in Village. Yeah. So that that was my first like real exposure to it and real playing. I think I played a little bit of the first one at a friend's house on the original PlayStation. But uh, but no, that that's that was my first real exposure to it. And so it wasn't until, and I didn't play six. It wasn't until seven, and then these remakes where it really became like, oh, I love this series. I love this franchise. And so to be able to get to play it like modernized uh, and hopefully streamlined the way they've done all the other ones, yeah. like that sounds awesome to me. I've tried playing it on. It's I tried playing now. it on the the. 
<laughs> on last toaster, gen the, the re- yeah. lg refrigerator like i, I tried to play resident evil, yeah i tried to play resident <laughs> evil 4 on last gen but that might have just been like a 360 backwards compatibility title yeah um and then like i said i have it in vr i just this seems like this is the way for me yeah um i will say though that top to bottom i thought this state of play was was pretty good yeah i know i like i mean i give final fantasy a hard time it's just not for me it's not my type of ridiculousness i don't i don't i think when i want ridiculous i want it to be kind of like goofy and not self-serious ridiculousness like they know they're over the oh oh (laughs) oh anyway oh but that being said, uh, I do think top to bottom that it, it was pretty solid. I am excited for Street Fighter Six. Uh, yes. I, I think it's interesting that they're going open world. I think. Also, I was listening to a, a podcast earlier where they were talking about how it seems like they are, are changing up some of the the actual control mechanics, yes. and that there's a like dedicated um, special button, so you just yeah. input a direction and hit the special button to do your fireballs. Your and I do think that that is super smart, right? One of the best fighting games in my opinion in recent memory which actually got like shut down because the studio got acquired and now they're working on that uh riot like league of legends fighting game is what was it called rising thunder rolling thunder rising something thunder, thunder. rising thunder like, was right. was it, it was like a two button fighter and it really was like hey the games aren't decided by execution the games are decided by like intelligence right and like reading and, and, and reading your opponent and finding those openings and stuff like that and that's in, in my opinion like when fighting games are the most accessible right that's where you can get the most amount of people and honestly that's the most fun part for me you know mm-hmm. is is everybody wants to be able to do these flashy moves and stuff like that but like for me the fun is in the mind games and knowing when to use those moves and, and getting to string them together i mean you're still going to have to you know flow into combos right mm-hmm. but i do think it's a super smart move i'm excited for it i'm also excited that this is not exclusive on like the last one to yes. playstation and pc it is coming to the xbox series consoles um ps4 and with, as well yeah and and with yeah. that uh bit of news let's click over to the other title the other news we have right here it looks like the full roster at least a full launch tighter launch <laughs> roster has leaked and we have uh we have ryu ken zangief dalsim e honda blanca guile chun li it also appears to include cami d-day uh rashid jury ed akuma there's also luke jamie and marissa mimi riri jp kimberly and aki and those last handful are are new characters for this game uh i also like that i I think you have the image up um they also have given like makeovers to some of the returning characters i really like chun lee's character model yeah and uh, good job with hers i am uh i'm 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 excited for this man it, this news actually got me on a little bit of a fighting game kick. I didn't mention it while we were playing because I didn't play a ton, but I re-downloaded Tekken Tag Tournament 2, Dragon Ball Fighters, and Killer Instinct so that I can 
kind of scratch that itch. I've never yeah. uninstalled Dra Dragon Ball Fighters because that's like my go-to fighting game if anyone's over. <laughs> it's a good um, one. No, but like even so, this did yeah, this leaked out, and I think a, a lot of the communities like I we feel like they purposely leaked this out uh, just to get reaction, and it's been very positive. And they've even come yeah. out and said like, hey, like they acknowledged the leak. They're like, yeah, you know. Uh, we're very happy to see the reception. You know, we're, we're working very hard to get this game out and ready uh, for you guys. Uh, so all that I mean, and, and it seems like there's a, just a general positivity coming around Street Fighter Six, especially after how bad Five launched and like just the troubles it had over the years. And like, yeah, I I, I think I, launching I don't like with a buying, yeah, I don't like buying fighting games uh, uh -huh. because I know I know like I can't pull off the moves, and so the modern yeah. so that modern fighting uh, control scheme is perfect for me. And two, like, a new take on, like, the open world uh, story mode, like, whatever that is, reminded me of Yakuza <laughs> in a weird way. And so I was like, I was like, I want to check this out. They're actually trying here. They're doing something new. And yeah. this is this is what will get me to buy this game. If I'm saying this, I imagine many others are as well. Yeah, no, I am I am very, very, very into it. I think launching with a roster of this size is what you want, honestly, out of, out of a fighting game. And I think... The character designs of the old characters look awesome, and then the character designs of the new characters make me want to try out the new characters. And so I am very excited for this. Even the even the art, uh, the the gameplay, it looks fantastic uh, for this uh, for the trailers. Um, but yeah, so what what were your thoughts? Anything else uh, as far as that PlayStation Data Play like stick out to you that you're excited about? So um, now that I have the studio space, VR two actually looked very nice. Like uh, I think one of the big issues I had with VR games is like they normally don't look right. There's usually like a graphical payoff. Yeah. But VR yeah. two, like with Horizon, with uh, uh, Resident Evil, everything looked fantastic. Now um, I I will say we we do have to temper our expectations a little bit because there is like yes. don't get me wrong I I've played uh Half Life Alex and some some other games that have looked fantastic you mm -hmm. know for VR games but there is still that like a little bit of that screen door effect and we are yes. obviously seeing these games running out of resolution that's pulled directly off the like like their their in game engine right uh yeah. videos that are being shown so you are going to lose some of that fidelity with with the headset on but i do agree that one the first psvr is probably the most comfortable of all the the vr headsets out of the gate and so i think if they the, their ergonomics and and actual hardware design combined with more power and the fact that it's just one cable this time out and if the games look anywhere near as good as this looks like i i agree i think it looks awesome I like I don't know if I'll get it at launch. I'm very like I yeah. want to see what the support looks like. I feel like that's uh, the kicker for me. Yeah, because I feel like even with the PSVR, like it it did get some really cool titles over the years. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like handful of similar experiences, and yeah. I really want to see diversity of like what can can what can be done. Um, so I'm hoping it can deliver. Like even Horizon Call of the Mountain was pretty impressive. Uh, one of the other things that uh, I think Gorilla did announce as well was that uh, Horizon update with the better fidelity for performance mode, and so I did fire up. Um, I did fire up 
uh, Forbidden West and continued uh, played for about an hour the other day. That performance mode looks a lot better uh, to the point where I was playing Infidelity. I don't even touch that anymore. Uh, they did also tease that a 40 FPS mode is coming, uh, which is what I want because the one in Ratchet and Clank was amazing. So uh, whenever that comes out, I'll probably switch over to that. But yeah, going back to <laughs> this is a quick aside. Uh, going back to Horizon after months of not playing it, thanks to Elden Ring and this move, I had to start googling how to do certain function functions. <laughs> and <laughs> oh was, yeah, that's it was really tough. That's, that's something else that I didn't mention that was announced is that all these updates that are coming to Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, so like um, new game in the plus, harder difficulty, new game plus, like yeah, that. yeah. So you know, I'm I'm glad I did wait. Like thanks, Elden Ring, uh, mm -hmm. to play this game. I should I should start that back up. I think that's do you know tomorrow I'm gonna start that back up. My goal yeah. now, and I'll say it on the podcast because then I'll, I'll hold myself to it, is by next week, episode 100, I I will have finished that game. How far into it were you? Not far, but then, <laughs> then but, you're right, really I'm, neglecting. I'm <laughs> you're really neglecting the kids while your life's out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, actually, tomorrow's supposed to be my like, yard work day and stuff like that. Okay, so uh, give me two weeks. Give me two weeks. But no, yeah, I'm going to pick that game back up. Just, yeah, two weeks sounds about right. Um, all right, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to our next bit of news. Xbox and Bethesda hosting second extended game showcase on June 14th. We already mentioned this. We were, we were mentioning yeah. the... Um, yeah, like I said, I was everything got compiled in the word, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this <no>. week. <laughs> But they they they've done this before. Basically, what this is is a ninety minute showcase, which will show off some new trailers for already announced games, deeper looks at uh, games from Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, and discussions with game creators. It is it is like part of the like this happened with E three and part of these press conferences. And one of the things that makes them exciting is it is like, and Microsoft has done been great at this lately. Is it is like. Bang, 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 bang. That seems to be the cadence lately. Is there like announcement, 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 announcement. Maybe we get a little bit of like hands-on and, and but gone are the days where you had a developer on stage for 15 minutes playing their game and demoing it. Now they save that for this, for the the um, extended, the showcase, yeah, the game yeah. showcase extended. And so I, I think it's super smart. Like I said, we, we are now in a world where these press conferences aren't the same as they used to be. In the past, when we would have like EA and Ubisoft, the only way we're getting extended looks later on is if they happen to come on an IGN or a GameSpot when they were doing their E3 coverage, right? Yeah. We would get some of that there. Uh, but Xbox and doing it on their own afterwards, I, I think is, is great. And I enjoyed it last year. Speaking of things I enjoy... Next bit of news, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl has gotten voice acting added to it. And they, for the most part, they have gotten original actors for all of them. And so um, this released on June 6th, so Monday. two days ago. And then on Tuesday, the day after this update came out, this game uh, arrived on PlayStation 5 as part of PlayStation Plus. So what Rob so that was saying is everybody download it and get be prepared what, to get your butt kicked. What I'm saying is that a lot of people must have downloaded it yesterday because last night we tried to hop in it and check out the uh, voice acting 
And for the first time since this game has launched, the online experience was not smooth as butter. There was very much some input lag. And this game uses rollback netcode. And normally, like I said in the past, we've had no issues. We've played as if it we were it felt as if we were in the same room. And there was noticeable, noticeable input lag and, and delay with uh, our matches last night. And I have to imagine that it is a combination of um, them adding this new update, which not only brought voice acting, but also brought uh, items as well. So you could have a like an actual Smash-esque experience if you wanted to. And... Um, but also had the influx, I assume the influx of players from PlayStation Plus. I mean, like I said, I really, really like this game. I think it is super tight in its controls. I think it plays super technical and fast, but can also be casual if you want it. I've played with, uh, you know, family members who don't game often and don't take these games all that serious, and they have found success in it. Like, this game is a fantastic platform fighter through and through. Last night, you know, like I said, hopefully it is just that it got bombarded with players, which is a good thing because I want to see this game find its player base and kind of grow and get some, and continue to be supported. Uh, but last night, it not being as smooth as it normally has been was kind of rough, especially considering that we're on the precipice of uh, multiverses and their open beta coming and i streamed out and played some of that closed alpha and that game it's online netcode feels fantastic i mean it's also really really well done i i think that multiverses might have some balancing issues with some characters and also is a little bit on the floaty side for one of these uh platform fighters but i think that what it's doing unique in having the game kind of built around these 2v2 battles where these characters have classes that play off of each other and stuff like that is super smart and a lot of fun. I also think that the characters and the IPs they've brought in already on multiverses is awesome. I found myself playing quite a bit of um, Finn from Adventure Time and then playing as Arya Stark, right? <laughs> and... It, it's, the duel you never expected. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like, I think uh, my go-to team was I was playing as Arya Stark and then Taylor was playing as uh, Garnet from Steven Universe. And it's it's a blast. Now, I realized while I was playing that, this was before they added the voices to Nickelodeon All-Stars, that one of the things that was making me feel like I was enjoying it more than my time with Nickelodeon All-Stars was the fact that the voice acting was there, that it, the game yeah. felt alive. And so Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, one of my biggest concerns with it uh, was like, it just felt lifeless without any of the voice acting. Yes. Like the characters yes. in it were just, you yeah. could replace it with like a trash can and it'd still yep. be the same. Now, I will say that it is much better now. I mean, we we did get to test that out and the, the mm -hmm. voices being there does make it feel like, it makes it feel alive. It, 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 it is a welcome addition. Um, I am interested in seeing what ends up happening between the release of multiverses and and if this game i'm interested to see what like competitive platform fighters so you're like smash community the players from there mm -hmm. where they tend to uh gravitate towards and what the general public gravitates towards because the fact that multiverses is free to play i think is huge uh compared to the fact that nicola all-star is a you know pay for product 
Although you can find it for like 20 bucks all the time. Yeah. Um, but I like both those games. So. All right. Next bit of news. So uh, it is Pride Month, you know, supporting LGBTQIA+. And there's a queer games bundle raising money for queer devs with 500 game bundle. After raising more than 112,000 2021, the queer games bundle is back in 2022. And let me see what are some of the games that are on on there. The bundle is available for purchase for $60, but there's also an option to pay what you can, which starts at $10. And like I said, there's how many games on here? 500 games. 500, yeah. Yeah. And so uh I mean, I I I find it hard to imagine that you won't find a handful of games that you'll enjoy uh at you know 10 uh, you know possibly 10 10 dollars yeah you can buy it all for 10 dollars yeah and i mean like um, I, I think the, the important thing here is like these are developers working on stories for the queer community and you, as, as unfortunate as it sounds it's like you from mainstream even in hollywood you'll always get like you'll always get like the, yeah we have representation and it's just like a side character um yeah. or something so you know rarely do you see something come together like this um and i wanted to make sure we highlighted this just so you know we can get like like i said in the pre-show miss marvel premiered today and it's a pakistani teenage girl superhero from jersey city that that is me that is my wife that's like that that is something for us and it hits home in a way having representation in gaming um no matter what community you're part of goes a long way and so if this bundle reaching its gold means more stories better stories better games can come out and get uh, more attention then uh, it's it's something we should highlight and you know spread the word of yeah i mean i've talked about this in, yeah. in the past actually one of my favorite podcast that we ever did uh we didn't talk about you know this community in particular we were talking about i think uh like the rise of uh female main characters in video mm -hmm. games and stuff like that and just getting different stories getting different perspectives i think makes games as a whole way more interesting i mean there there are games you know obviously look neither of us are are a, a part of this community right so we can only speak from the outside looking in but i mean some of the games that i've played in the past like boyfriend dungeon has very heavy overture uh, you know of this community and stuff like that and i love that game you know i yeah. can't necessarily you know relay and at the end of the day i still ended up with the you know the one like hetero relationship in in, <laughs> in that game but i i like to say it's more because i i clicked with her character way more and her weapon was awesome um but like i said getting different stories uh, like you said, sometimes better written stories, like it's it's it that should be the goal, you know, yeah. regardless of you know. Um, and I think the only way we get better stories is by getting different perspectives. So all right, our last bit of news for the week. Uh Halo Infinite is finally getting co-op next month, but it's starting off as just a beta. It'll be playable as a technical flight. And uh, first, all you have to do is head over to the Halo Insider site, put in your email some details, and then fill out the days of the week you're available to play, and then you'll get invited to the technical flight. Uh, the invites for the co-op campaign, the co-op flights will start rolling out sometime in July, 
with the full release of network-based co-op incoming sometime later this year. Man, I think I talked about it last time. I recently played some more uh, Halo Infinite, and it still feels so, so good to play. Yep. But it it really is kind of a, a fumble that this is not out yet. I understand. I mean, I think it's going to be super interesting to see this world with co-op. I think it's kind of ambitious considering it, how... It, it, how the, yeah. like the kind of things that we were able to do in solo trying to like break it and explore the possibilities and so to see it done in co-op i can understand why this is taking as long as it is and why they're doing a technical flight but like checkpointing man, collectibles uh, there's yeah. just so much that can br- yeah I, I, there's shit you can do with just as one person playing through that game imagine right adding two or more yeah yeah, with two people with grappling hooks and stuff. Like I, oh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm very, very excited for the co-op. I will play it again uh, and play it on a harder difficult, harder difficulty in co-op. I'm excited for that. Um, I just wish it was here already. And I think I, I'd be disingenuous if I said that I didn't feel like. And and look, I'm not a developer. It is what it is, right? At the end of the day, we want what whatever comes out, we want it to be the best it could be. But it really does feel like kind of a fumble. Uh, I feel like it had Halo Infinite as a whole had all this momentum and all this goodwill and just lacked consistent content updates, lacked foundational things like co-op and and Forge, which at launch didn't bother me because what was there was fantastic. But I think as the months go by, I'm starting to realize that like it needed more, you know? Yeah. It's also one of those things where like I maybe did need like a, a maybe it did need a battle royale mode you know something that yeah. players were coming back to regularly that was getting like seasons and contents that way and content that way it's, i don't it's know cra- I don't, it's crazy I, I, how much battle royale has taken over the yeah. online shooter space like before yeah. team deathmatch was all you needed <laughs> yeah and now now it just seems I, like you need a squad mode of some sort for you but to, I, I th- to work through. Yeah, but I think it's also, I think it's more than it just being a battle royale. I think the reason battle royales have been able to um, sustain themselves is that like the best ones, the most popular ones, when you're talking Fortnite, you're talking Warzone, you're talking Apex, and they do this to varying degrees, is that they release consistent content on a consistent cadence. They yeah. do these like in-game events and they have this lore behind it and they you know, uh, change up the meta. and Like, it's constantly evolving. It really is, like, they're live services, right? It's not that it's just this game mode. It's this game mode coupled with this live service. And when it's done right, it's absolutely fantastic. And I think that, like, I think Halo Infinite is set up great as a foundation for additional content to be added and to continue to add new stories and tell more stories on this foundation but we are now uh eight months past launch no seven months past launch that game launched in december right we're like yeah, seven december. months yeah. we're like seven months in and and it's just not there Two new yet. maps and multiplayer right. yeah right that, you know it's, it's just not there yet and that's kind yeah. of a bummer so i'm hoping that the addition uh and bringing on certain affinity it's kind of help out will yeah. lead to a more consistent cadence and hopefully we get some news about that at the game showcase um I, but... I mean i would i would love to see what's next for the campaign what's next yeah. for multiplayer um you you know what it is what also makes me feel like they kind of it's dropped the ball and why 
I'm kind of like bothered about it now is because one, like I said, I did play it recently. It does feel really good. And two, I liked that stupid Halo show. And so, oh, I, so I, it, it delivered for you at the end? It, for, for me, yeah. I mean, it's not, it is not like your Halo, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not your dad's I'm, Halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of in on, on that and what they're doing. You know, there, there are some things that like, bothered me a little bit but there are other things that are true to what you want out of halo that i'm like oh, that's that's the good stuff yeah um and and i mean uh, i mean can i i uh, know i probably shouldn't spoil anything it's still fresh i would hate it if someone you know who knows is gonna watch it but anyway there are scenes in it that like yeah this would never happen in a halo game but you know good good for master chief that's all i'll say I'm just quickly uh, looking through some of the some of the uh, new stuff on Resetera, and there is a there's a rumor about a Switch Pro going around again because no, I'm not. Uh, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this, this because Splatoon characters' hair in uh, screenshots looks too good to be. Uh, I'm. We're 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 not we're not doing this. Not again. <laughs> Fool, I don't fool I'll me believe once. it when it's in my hands. <laughs> um. Anyway, there was also that leak about that rumored Kojima game, right? That Kojima horror Overdose. game as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, that but one I, seems more solid because they asked Tom Henderson to take down so, the article. Yeah, uh, yep. and he's, he's like, "No." <laughs> my yeah, my guess is we yeah. are like a day, maybe twenty four hours away yeah. from finding out about that game, so we'll just wait to talk about it then. Yeah, uh, I think but, I think some other stuff that I've also heard is uh, don't expect to see Fable or Perfect Dark. Yeah, of, yeah, I saw uh, that. I saw that coming out today out of this yeah. showcase. Um, Which, uh, Fable, I, I just like I not, I I, I, really I, I want Fable. Any. But. I want Fable so bad. I want Perfect Dark so bad. I also understand that like it's very clear that some of these announcements were hiring efforts uh, to get more people on these teams. Yeah. I, I mean, the only reason that this is a bummer is because Microsoft does it like with with Starfield and Redfall and Starfield and Redfall. Yes, those are the names. Yes. Yes. Starfield. Redfall yes. with both those games being pushed out of this year like Microsoft doesn't have anything this year now yes they already have a, a nice start to next year but I think we we'll need to see sport. yeah yeah I guess I, I mean yeah. there also has to be I feel like there has to be another fall game right yeah uh, that, if, if it's not that I think they might just throw money at some third party and be like this is coming to game pass day one well I mean we Which are honestly, gonna, yeah we we are like, yeah we are gonna get it. some of that that's true <laughs> It's like, that's like, that's perfectly fine by me. You know how much money I end up saving that way? Yeah. Uh, I will say nice. also, yeah, I will say also, we, I mean, Microsoft is going to, I, I assume they're going to announce that Deathloop is going to come to Xbox and once the exclusivity is up. So that'll be this year. I would assume that's this year as well. And uh, so maybe there is some stuff. I don't know. It just feels a little bit empty. Although, uh, not for nothing, I don't think that Sony's rest of the year seems all that great either, right? I mean, there's no it, way. At this point, we're not getting Thor. We're not getting Thor. We're not getting Thor. God of War Ragnarok, right? Uh, I think Thor's dead. Yeah. Did, 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 so, did he kill Thor in that first no, one? No, he didn't fight Thor. He didn't fight Thor in the first one, right? Oh, Thor showed up at the no. end. That's right. Yes, he killed, yes, yes. Um, Baldur. He killed, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, spoilers for a three-year-old game. Oh, and yeah. then my cam went out. Perfect timing. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Bilal, can you let them know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah, uh, you guys can follow uh, the Workprint uh, on many different social media websites, including uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, just search for the Workprint and uh, give us a follow there. Uh, you can find our podcast, the Workprint Gamescast, um, over on uh, the Workprint podcast feed on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, just search the work print there as well. Uh, give us a follow, a subscribe. It goes a long way. Uh, I, I promise uh, we offer a good time <laughs> with all of this. Um, then there's also theworkprint.com, uh, where a lot of our content goes up for the website, uh, which is looking really funny right now. So I'll have to go fix that. Um, yeah, but we have reviews of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus going up weekly. Uh, Josh Spear is doing reviews of The Boys. Uh, he recapped and reviewed the first three episodes to drop last week. Uh, got interviews with Chris Kip- Kipniak on his upcoming horror comic uh, Behemoth. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great uh, articles uh, up there. Um, I know Rebecca Wang uh, wrote a great piece on Asian representation in Hollywood and in media, uh, which is definitely worth the read. Uh, so definitely check that out over at theworkprint.com. And then you guys can always find streams uh, you know, on twitch.tv slash theworkprint, uh, where we'll be doing the game cast every Wednesdays around nine o'clock, uh, looking to have more guests and stuff on uh, over uh, the coming weeks and years. Um, I know we're doing episode 100 next week, but I think we might hold off on the celebration as I wanna get some stuff together. Maybe we'll do a, a delayed celebration um, uh, in that regard. Um, just so we have more time to get, uh, for Rob and I to talk and just get things together on that and then tease stuff out uh, uh, with all that. I am also going to try and start streaming a bit more now that I have this set up already. We've got the quarry coming out this Friday. I think that might be a fun stream with the uh, mode there along with Outriders World Slayer at the end of the month. Um, that's just some of the stuff I got back in my pocket for now. Uh, Rob, how about you? Where can people find you? Yeah, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. That's across pretty much all social media. And besides that, I'll be here at twitch.tv slash the workprint. So when I uh, get some free time, I'll, I'll pop in. I really want to figure out a setup so that I can stream some board game stuff. Um, well, I need to figure I, out how I'm going to get that to work. When you start building this table after the Xbox Bethesda stream on Sunday, uh, you should build camera stands. Or like a light fixture <laughs> with cameras that aim downwards. Yeah. And then put camera GoPros built in that race up from the corner of the tables and point outward. I think the bigger issue is using my seeing if my if the laptop I have can run it all, right? To stream it efficiently. Yeah. We'll say. Um but I I have some ideas. So I do have in theory two cams to to use. Uh but I do want to figure that out at some point. Anyway, yep, and that wraps it up 
Um, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. Those who are hanging out live with us, we appreciate you. Those who listen after the fact, thank you so much. Uh, seriously, send us some feedback. Send us things you want us to talk about on on Twitter. Just generally yeah. harass us. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Just shoot us. Uh, yeah, if you got any questions or whatnot, shoot an email to theworkprint at gmail.com. It's not at workprint.com account because I will create one for the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, for now, just send any questions or comments or stories you might have to theworkprint at gmail.com. All right. Until, and Bilal, thank you so much for, you know, getting through this move, getting set up, and being here to run the show. And no worries, man. I love doing it. Thanks for right. hosting. No, my pleasure. Until next time, bye-bye. Okay.